Welcome to the Ancient World Podcast. So in this episode, we're going to talk about Canto 18 from the Paradise. And now we're over half the book, the whole of Paradise. And we have been through the fifth sphere. We're going to end the sphere of Mars in this episode and this Canto. And then Dante is ascending to the next sphere, which is for Jupiter. So the overall themes of this canto is when Cacciaguida is finishing his uh, speech in Mars for the warriors and then when they ascend into Jupiter you get the themes of justice and of the empire of good rulers the good emperors the good kings and it's also Jupiter is the in the mythology Jupiter is the, the king of the gods and it's also, it belongs to the angelical beings of the Dominions. And the Dominions are, according to Dionysus, they are an express image of the true and archetypal dominion of the divine. For the dominion in them is simple and unmingled and devoid of all subjection, ruling over all, useful to all, a true and unmixed liberty of bearing sway after the form and pattern of the divine. Just meaning that they are, they are the beings that are in charge of uh, the sovereignty and control on a very large scale. And now we're going to also then see more of these the issues about uh, the empire, which Dante is still he's uh, su more supportive of the empire than the, the popes, and this is going to show in this one as well. So we're going to start here with um, the last part. In the canto, we're still with Cacciaguida. So Cacciaguida, is, he is present in five different cantos. He's fully in the 15th and 16th and 17th. But he's also, he starts in the, um, in the 14th. And then he's also now a little bit in the 18th. So Dante is opening and saying this. That holy mirror was rejoicing now. The holy mirror is Cacciaguida. In his own thoughts... And I was left to taste and temper mine, the bitter with the sweet. So this is when, because Dante has been told his whole, like his future, that he will be in exiled from, uh, from Florence, but he will also write big, big literary work. So Dante is just trying to digest this, and then the bitter with the sweet in this. Then she who was my guide to the divine said, stop, think other thoughts. Think that I dwell with him who lifts the weight of every wrong man suffers. Those loving words made me turn round to face my solace. What love within her holy eyes I saw just then, too much to be retold. Not only do I fear my words will fail, but to such heights my mind cannot return unless another guides it from above. So this is the, the opening of this canto, and it's another another example of how Dante is reminding us that we are reading a story, that he is sitting like down on earth and writing, in retrospect, uh, his ascent into the heavens, and now he's saying that he can he can't uh, he can't go like mentally or spiritually he can't ascend to the same level where he could describe how he's perceiving Beatrice at this point because he's down on earth but he needs another guide 
from above if you if you wanted to do it the same to to do it in the, the correct way i can recall just this about the moment as i was gazing at her there i know my heart was freed of every other longing for the eternal joy was shining straight into my beatrice's face and back came his reflection filling me with joy so he's still Dante is still we're getting closer to the, the source and the center of the divine light which is kind of the, the ending the top of the whole ascent he's still seeing it reflected through Beatrice and through her eyes then with a smile whose radiance dazzled me she said now turn around and listen well not in my eyes alone is paradise. This is because they are in the divine and the divine light is everywhere around them as well, not only in her. As here on earth, the eyes sometimes reveal their deepest wish. If it is wished with force enough to captivate all of the soul, so in the flaring of the sacred fire to which I turned, I recognized his wish. So now he's He's changing his focus back to his ancestry and his great-great-grandfather. And the same way that sometimes people can, you can see in the eyes of people like a burning wish for something, he's now seeing this in the, that the light of his, his ancestor is, is kind of burning more intensely. He spoke. Upon the fifth tier of the, three, of the tree, whose life comes from its crown and which bears fruit in every season, never shedding leaves. Blessed spirits dwell whose fame below on earth before they came to heaven was so widespread that any poet would be enriched by them. So he's not talking about more of the, the warriors and the heroes in this sphere. Now look up and observe the cross's arms. Each soul that I shall name there you will see flash quick as lightning flashes through a cloud. So he's preparing the last part of his uh, speech. Now he's going to name some, some of the big heroes, warriors, martyrs, and they're going to flash on this giant cross that they're seeing up in the skies, or up, just upwards. I saw, as he pronounced the name of Joshua, a streak of light flashing across this cross. No sooner was it said than it was done. So Joshua is the... From the Old Testament is the one that after the books of Moses, then Joshua, they, they, they reach the, the Jordan River and they're about to go into Canaan. Then Moses dies and then the one who takes over is Joshua. So this is the, the book six in the Old Testament. So then Joshua is the one who is crossing the river and then going first for Jericho. And at the name of the great Maccabees, I saw another whirling light flash through. The core that spun that top was its own joy. So Maccabi is, um, uh, he was a, a warrior who restored the temple in Jerusalem and also resisted the attacks from the kings of Syria. That's more, more Old Testament. Then came the names of Roland and Charlemagne, and eagerly I followed these two lights as hunters watched their falcons on the wing. Charlemagne is again the he was the emperor, like 800, he becomes the emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, also the king of the Franks. William of Orange, then, and Renoir and the Duke Godfrey drew my sight with them, 
along the cross. Then came Robert Giscard. Giscard is a, is a Norman who, in the from between 1050 and 1100, he went down and he conquered uh, Italy, uh, southern Italy and and Sicily, which is which introduces this era. So this is why in Sicily they have this Normanic period. So you see it on the buildings, some like the architecture. The architecture in Sicily is usually a, a blending of a bit of Greek Roman. Uh, a bit Normanic, a bit French, uh, Greek. It's all the different periods of new one building sometimes. So this is uh, this was the Normanic stamp on Sicily. The light who spoke to me now moved away to mix with other lights and let me hear the artist that he was in heaven's choir. So this tells that this is when after then almost than five cantos with Cacciaguida, he's now blending in with the other lights and there is <laughs> the artist and the choirs is singing it's the music theme that's coming back i turned to beatrice at my right to learn from her by word or by a sign what she thought i should do and i beheld new brilliance in her eyes such purity such ecstasy her countenance was now more beautiful than it had ever been and as a man feeling from day to day more joy in doing good, becomes aware thereby that virtue grows in him. Just so seeing that miracle grow lovelier, I noticed that my circling with the heavens had taken on a greater arc of space. So this is because he's now ascending to the next sphere and then the whole arc, like the size of the sphere is bigger. And he's alluding to the same fact that He's learning more about the divine. He's growing spiritually. He's now even met his ancestry and he knows his future and seen more of the, like the warriors in, in the Mars sphere. So his knowledge is increasing and that's why things, Beatrice is growing lovelier and then the whole arc is, is growing bigger. Like many layers of symbolism in, in one, one little tercet here. And such a transformation as is seen upon a fair-skinned lady's face when shame recedes and blushes vanish instantly. I saw when I turned around before my eyes there was the pure white of the tempered star, the sixth that had received me in its glow. So now we come to the planet of Jupiter. And he calls it temperate because they saw Mars as a hot planet Saturn as a cold planet, and in between you had Jupiter. I saw within that jovial torch the light of all the sparkling love rejoicing there and forming words of speech before my eyes. So jo Jova is another name of Jupiter. And the, when they say the, the love rejoicing, it was thought that those who were born under the influence of Jupiter, under jovial influence, were thought to have a very joyful disposition as a person. As birds just risen from the water's edge, as if in celebration for their food, flock now in circles, now in drawn-out lines, so there, within those lights, the blessed beings were circling as they sang, turning themselves first to a D, then I, then into L. 
So now we're meeting all the souls and the spirits of this sphere on Jupiter. And they, he's making a picture of just birds flocking and then creating letters, a D and an I and an L. They first flew singing to the music's rhythm. Then having made a letter for themselves, they held their form and stopped their song a while. O sacred muse of Pegasus, who gives glory to men as genius and long life, as they through you give it to realms and towns, let your light shine on me that I may show these letter shapes of souls fixed in my mind. Let your power show through these few lines of mine. So now Dante is invoking the muses again. And the muse of Pegasus, most likely he's referring to the muse of poetry here. They show themselves to me in five times seven vowels and consonants, and I was able to understand the written words they formed. The first words of the message, verb and noun, diligite justitiam, then came qui judicatis terram, after them. So this means love justice, you who judge on earth. Terra is the earth. So here we have the, a big shift. And then this quote is from the opening of the Book of Wisdom, written by Solomon. It's not in the, in the Bible, like in the, um, in the Protestant Bible, but it's in the Catholic Bible. Uh, so but it's one of the books from Solomon, which is a very important figure in the, in the fourth sphere of wisdom of the sun. So Dante is opening this whole, the heaven of Jupiter is opening this with Solomon, who was a king, and then invoking the, the whole theme of justice and good justice. As this was one of the main things with Solomon, like when he's, when he's asked, he has in a dream, and the divine comes to him and asks, what do you want? And then he says, the only thing he wants is uh, wisdom, to, to judge his uh, and wisdom in the heart to be a good ruler. So then, and in the final letter, in the M of the fifth word, they stayed aligned, and Jove's silver became the background of their gold. So the planet is thought to be in, like in a silver color, and then the, 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 the letters are in gold, and M is the last letter of Teram. And then this letter is now something like spectacular is happening with this last letter. I saw more lights descend, and they alighted upon the M, and from its peak they sang. I think about the good that summons them. So you can, the M is then thought to be, like instead of two peaks and a normal M, it's, uh, it has a rounded top. And then on, on the peak of this little kind of arc on top of the M, all the souls and the lights are now gathering there and singing. Just as one sees innumerable sparks go flying up when smoldering logs are poked, which once encouraged fools to prophecy. So talk about if you have a little fire and then you, you poke in the logs, you get all the sparks. And in the medieval times, some people thought this, or they used that for making prophecies, like to just reading out from the sparks. And Dante's calling them fools. So. <laughs> uh, so, there I seem to see more than a thousand lights rising up, mounting to different heights, as chosen by the sun that kindles them. 
and once each spark had found its place of rest, I saw the crest and neck of a great eagle, now patterned in the fire of those sparks. So all the, the sparks and lights that are on top of the, the arc of the M are now transforming into a head and the neck of an eagle. The one who paints there has no one to guide his hand. He guides himself. It is from him that skill in birds to build their nests is born. The other blessed ones who seemed at first content to lilify themselves into the M with a slight shift completed the design. So what's happening here is that the, the other, like some of the lights and, and the souls are creating the head and the neck of the eagle. And then the other ones are, kind of, they go into the, the, the rest of the M and then the two on the side becomes the, the wings and then the one in the middle becomes the body. So then you have the full shape of an eagle with the body, two wings, the neck and the head. The, the full symbol of empire and of like, dominion and of ruling and of justice is now being completed, this whole huge huge symbol in, in, the, in the heavens above Dante. O lovely star, how many and what jewels shown there declaring that justice on earth comes from that heaven which you yourself be gem. So he's, talking now, he's now talking about Jupiter. The lovely star is Jupiter. And also, that, as just a reminder, that justice on Earth comes, comes from the divine. It comes from the divine justice, which is reflected on, on Earth. Therefore, I pray the mind, for there begins your movement and your power, to examine the place whence comes the smoke that dims your race. This means... Like the, the, the rays of, of uh, the divine and of justice is being dimmed. So the place is now suddenly Dante is back to <laughs> the current times and he talks about the cardinals and the popes where, where the smoke dims the rays, meaning that the practice of, of the cardinals and the pope for, uh, like they started more and more to, to use the church as a commercial thing like they they sold um, like forgiveness was up for sale they also started to excommunicate people and then rescind it for money just as a way of constantly making more and more in income so it's just a corruption of the church which is dimming the race of the divine justice so this is the critique he's making now again so that is wrath to send upon once more all those who buy and sell within the temple, whose walls were built with miracles and martyrs. So he wants the, the divine justice and kind of the divine energy in itself to have the wrath descend upon those who are corrupting the church and commercializing the church. O heaven's army, to whom my mind returns, pray for those souls on earth who are misled by bad example, and have gone astray. It used to be that wars were waged with swords, but now one fights withholding here and there the bread of our father's love denies to none. So he means here that, that the bread is salvation and the goods of, of the faith. 
but the church is now withholding this and, and turning it into something that they can sell. But the, like the, the divine love is something that is denied to no one. So it's just another way of, of critiquing that the war now against the church is not with swords, but it's, it's the, like the tactics they're using to make money. And you who write only to nullify, remember that Peter and Paul who died to save the, the vineyard you despoil still live. So, you who write only, this is the Pope of John the Twenty Second. So, just briefly with the Pope's uh, on the side here, but when Dante, in the beginning, he's talking about Pope Boniface a lot. Boniface the Eighth, he was the Pope from 1294 to 1303. And he's the one who is responsible for this chain of events that will exile Dante from Florence for the rest of his life, for 20 years. But Boniface himself, so the French king is in, uh, invading Rome and the Papal States, and then they capture Boniface, they torture him for a few weeks, or for a few days, and then a few weeks later he dies. So after that you have Benedict the Eleventh from 1303 to 1304, then you have Clement the Fifth from 1305, and now we're then the French king has moved it to Avignon in France. So Clement the Fifth is from 1305 to 1314, then you have two years with no pope, an interregnum, and then you have John the 22nd from 1316 to 1334. So 1316, that begins the last five years of Dante's life, where he is in Ravenna, and where he writes the paradise. So it's the events around Dante's exile is then from 1301 and 1302 with Boniface. And this last part is from his year, last years in Ravenna when he's writing this over about four or five years. And then it's uh, John the 22nd. And it's also because John the 22nd, uh, he excommunicated Dante's patron, Can Grande de la Scala, in 1317. And the vineyard that you despoiled, the vineyard is the church here again. But you will answer. And then Peter and Paul, it's like St. Peter, like founder of the church, and Paul is from the New Testament who wrote all the letters, and the church planter. So, but you will answer. I who have my heart so set on him who chose to live alone and for a martyr's crown was danced away, know nothing of your fisherman or Paul. So this is another symbolic description here. So you is then Pope John Twenty Second. He will answer, I who have my heart so set on him who chose to live alone and for a martyr's crown was danced away. That means uh, the martyr is uh, John the Baptist and he is the one, he's on the, the golden uh, the golden florin, like the coin of Florence. So his mind is so set on money. That's what Dante is saying here. So he's so concerned with money that he knows nothing about <laughs> the fisherman, which is, uh, which is Peter, St. Peter. No, nothing about him or Paul, St. Paul. So uh, that's where it ends. It's a short uh, canto, 136 lines. And you have the, the big shift. But it's, it's also kind of growing because now you have the, the big empire themes and the rulers and the justice. 
and then also mingled in with more attacks on the church in favor of the, the Holy Roman Empire. So um, we're going to stop it there. And um, as always, I uh, hope some of this was interesting and inspiring. It's coming. We're still in the first, like in the, so in the higher spheres, you have the three lower spheres of heaven, of the paradise. Now we have the three, four, sorry, higher spheres, the sun, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. So it's, the feeling is so different because this is about like the, the positive sides of, of the energy and the strength and things. So um, we're going to learn more about like the, the good, the, <laughs> the good rulers and the good power and the good justice in the way that Dante sees this. So um, we're going to end it here. And then, um, yep, hope some of this was interesting, food for thought, inspiring. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.